0: Welcome to Why In The World. My name is Ben Shepherd. Imagine getting the phone call saying that a loved one has been involved in a mountain accident. It's not something you'd ever expect to happen, but when it does, it changes what the mountains mean to you. Adventurer, mountaineer, and all-round good person, Jessica Mather is on Why In The World. Seriously, I do want to say congratulations on the much. mountain leader. Is that something you like to do, sort of share the mountains with people?
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, mountains have been something quite significant in the last couple of years for me. And just to get people outside, uh, especially like in a safe manner, hmm. uh, is like really like one of my passions and something I want to share with other people.
0: You mentioned the significance.
1: Uh, well, a couple of years ago, I lost my best friend Vicky um, in an accident in the Lake District. It was something I battled with for a while at first, I didn't really want to go out in the mountains and then it's come back into my life um, and it's been a massive positive, uh, I've been able to get out and enjoy the outdoors again and find my love for climbing mountains and meeting new people and it's something that if I probably didn't have I might have probably struggled a lot, a lot more.
0: How difficult was that period of your life then?
1: It was very difficult, um, and it's still difficult now. I can look at things in a lot more of a positive way, mm. but to go through like losing your best friend at such a young age, it was it was just a massive shock. And I don't think you really prepare for anything like that in life. Leading on from that, it was just like it's just been quite a difficult few years, and I've struggled to find my feet in a bit a bit of like um, direction in my life. Mm. So to be able to like, I've met a lot of people over the last 18 months that have really helped me in terms of getting me back outside, getting me confident again, and obviously I've just been back to do my mountain leader assessment, which for me is a big thing because I lost a lot of my bottle um, in terms of being in the mountains, and i have like, like quite not scared of heights, but I'm a lot more wary of things than I was before the accident with Vicky happened. Um, so it's basically made my confidence back and I'm able to share that with other people now as well. So it's just, it's just been a, a massive overhaul the past couple of years.
0: Talk to me about the accident.
1: So she was out hiking in the Lake District with her mum. I was in Greece at the time on holiday and I got a phone call on the beach. One of my friends told me Vicky had died and like, I always had a really good relationship with Vicky and like, she used to trick me all the time so I actually thought it was a joke at first. Um, and then obviously when I realised it wasn't a joke it was just, it was just a massive shock and I I think part of me didn't grieve for a long time so I just hid it and didn't speak about anything just got on with my life at 100 mile an hour and it was only probably like the last 18 months so like I've probably dealt with it and well not fully dealt with it done positive things that have helped me towards like well, the process of grief, hmm. in a sense.
0: When you're younger, and when something like this happens, something terrible happens, you never think that it's gonna to happen to you, do you?
1: No, definitely not, and I work in a psychiatric hospital, so there's significant events have happened in patients' lives, and when I were, before the, this happened to Vicky, I kinda didn't get fully what they were going through, um, so for something like this to happen to, like to me, it's kind of opened my eyes a lot.
0: And do you use the mountains for for want of a better term therapy?
1: Definitely yeah, like I live for the weekends to be able (laughs) to go out at a weekend and just have a bit of headspace and spend time with my friends and just enjoy being outside and like you talk a lot about mindfulness nowadays um, and that's one place I am mindful and I can just relax and enjoy
0: when did you first discover the outdoors when did it become a thing in your life
1: well I've always ridden horses since I was four Um, and then I retired my horse when I was about I think I was about 19 Um, so there was a period in my life then where I didn't really know where I was going and it was quite strange really I won a competition at work to climb Kilimanjaro Previous to that, I'd never climbed a mountain in my life. I remember going up Movama in university, and it was the worst day of my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I walk up Mulvama now like in an evening or at weekends, like it's nothing, but like prior to winning this competition, I, I had no clue about the outdoors, so I took on this challenge, and I just had to climb mountains, basically.
0: Was it like a click moment? Was it something that just sort of switched in your head? You're like, well, this is good. Yeah, I like it was this. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even know where Kilimanjaro was. Um, <laughs> I thought it might have been in Wales. So when my, I remember ringing my mom, she was like, do you know where that is? I was like, no, no idea. <laughs> um, so then to kind of. It was like a four month journey then from like doing absolutely no, no climbing mountains to actually flying out to Tanzania. It was my first like solo trip. I met like people in the airport. Uh, so it was like a really big <laughs> step in my life and a bit of a shock really.
0: So from Zero to Kilimanjaro, was there, well, presumably there would have had to be training involved. Was there training involved? Yeah, or- yeah.
1: Um, so. I did a lot of training with Vicky, um, because I knew she she used to climb mountains with her family and stuff, so I remember messaging her saying, uh, you climb mountains, don't you? And she messaged back saying, yeah, why? And obviously I explained the situation, and she was like, right, we'll go to the Lake, the Lake District this weekend. I was like, oh, great, okay. Bearing in mind, it was the middle of winter. Me being quite naive, thought, oh, there'll be no snow up there. A
0: pair of flip-flops.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I had walking boots at this time, which was good. But yeah, it ended up, it was quite an interesting day. It was a full light out on the top. Two lovely men actually helped us up and down that day because I was I was a little bit out of my depth. Well, I think I think you always make those mistakes when you're a bit naive yeah, to the mountains.
0: It is a bit of naivety as well and obviously like you said previously like you do have to be up there safe and that's yeah. something about like becoming a mountain leader for you now like you'll be able to take people up and they can experience this for the first time in a safe environment. But sometimes it does it does help to have a little bit of an experience to think Look, I don't want to be stuck in anything worse than that. Yeah, it was freezing
1: and we couldn't see a thing. And I was just like, what the hell am I doing up here? Like I was completely like <laughs> out me my
0: Do you so. think you kind of do this for Vicky now?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Um, like she loved being out and mm. stuff and I loved being out with her. I think I'd like to continue that for her really and set myself some daft goals um try and achieve and because she was like that she'd just be like she'd ring me like I'm running a half marathon next week I'd be like oh, alright okay <laughs> um, so like I kind of I, I used to love that about her how like spontaneous mm. and driven she was um, so I kind of tr- try and take that on a little bit with myself
0: let's talk about daft goals then oh. daft goals hit me with some daft goals
1: well, I ran my first mountain marathon back in September. I think that was a bit of peer pressure involved in that because Again, I needed sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't really remember signing up for that, but yeah, it was quite difficult because I was injured for about four weeks as well. So obviously, it made made the goal a little bit dafter when I only had six weeks to train for a marathon. And it was it was quite a really really warm day, and it was just absolutely brutal. I had to be up and down snowed in an hour and a half, so it was quite a quite a push really. Yeah. I'm going to Morocco over Christmas now. I just thought a couple of months ago, um, I don't want to be in England at Christmas, I think it's too, it's the same every year and I went to Morocco a few years ago and it was a really nice place and the climb, two mountains there, um, so I thought, oh, it was quite warm in Marrakesh and like it was nice and wintry in the mountains, I thought nothing better, so I started googling mountains in Morocco um, and Mount Magoon is the third highest, so I thought, right, I've done the first two, so I'll go for the third now. <laughs> Um, And I contacted one of my friends, Simon at Mountaineering, and he was like, yeah I can probably organise that for you I've now got six other people going with me Oh wow, Um, all people who I've met in the past 18 months through like just going out hiking in the fells and Instagram really
0: It's a community isn't it?
1: Definitely, it's absolutely fantastic like when you say to people, I'm going meeting people from Instagram um, at the weekend, they're like, you're doing what? Are -hmm. you mad? But I think the outdoor community is really strong and mostly really, really supportive and it's just nice to be around similar-minded people because it's not necessarily something that everybody does. So, like, none of my friends from, like, high school, school, college really do anything like this. Mm. Um, So, without finding these people through Instagram, I would probably still be in quite a, a low situation. It was about a year after Vicky died... Um, I started to book, I did the Annapurna circuit and then went to Morocco to do two but I had no one to do anything with in the UK Um, and then it was Nick Nick I got in contact with over Instagram. I basically have not looked back since, Mm. I've just met so many people and it's amazing to see what people do, like find so many people so inspiring.
0: It's a lot of positivity, it's always supportive, people always want people to be getting out and doing more and challenging themselves. Do you think the support that you get from all of these people helps to drive you to want to complete these goals that you're putting in front of you?
1: Without some of the support of my friends and stuff, like I probably wouldn't have gone to do the mountain leader assessment so early or uh, you kind of bounce off each other. Like mm. you see someone doing something, you think, oh, I've got, you yeah, I've like light bulb moments and you're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I might go and try this. And everyone's just really supportive and like it's so nice when you're, you get messages off, not necessarily people you're close to saying, oh, good luck, oh, well done. Um, It's just really a really positive community Mm. um, compared to, like... Because you get a lot of negative stuff on social media nowadays and it's quite upsetting, really, to uh, to see what it's doing to, like, young people and young people's mental health. Um, So to be part of something which is so positive and driving it's good and like you you want young people to come through the outdoor community now because mm. um, like the impact it's had on my life and my friends life it's been it's been really good
0: people find it a lot cooler than it used to be it's not just like old people rambling up a mountain yeah. anymore is it it's actually something that young kids people coming up can enjoy
1: yeah definitely and i think having like people in the outdoor community now who are really pushing um people getting outdoors and i think it's really good for young people because they think oh they look like they're they're pretty cool and oh look what they've just achieved or look what this person's doing um and it's taking—it's probably taking the limelight off a lot of the negative stuff in the social media. Yeah,
0: I far prefer, prefer a, a photo at the top of a mountain with a sick <laughs> view rather than in a nightclub. To be perfectly honest, like, yeah, that's just definitely. my thing. But
1: <laughs> totally agree.
0: When you talk about goals and when you talk about things that maybe you'd like to do in the future, is there anything that's in your head that kind of stands out? You're like, oh, is that a little unachievable? But you just keep thinking about it. You just keep. Pondering away at it.
1: I quite like the thought of pushing myself to see how high I can get in altitude. I don't know what it is about it because I understand how dangerous it is. And I've done a few things at 5,000 metres now. And I did my first 6,000 metre peak in 2018. And hopefully next year I'm going to do my repeat, which is about 6,500 metres. But there's just something always there thinking how far can you push your body Mm. before? obviously it's too much uh, in a in a safe way
0: <laughs> added on the end <laughs> yeah, yeah it doesn't make
1: any sense but i just think like the way your body can adapt to altitude and how you can prepare yourself like you can't really prepare yourself because you don't know how you can react differently every time
0: what's it like being up there
1: you, you well you feel quite breathless Especially, I noticed a massive difference between 5,000 metres and 6,000 metres. Um, And I was a little bit worried as well. When we hit the ridge at 6,000 metres on stock kangaroo, I could feel a different change in my breathing, which I've never noticed before. Mm. But then in the back of your mind, there's that push to keep going. But then that other little bit in your mind where you're like, is this safe? Um, And I managed to get to the summit of it, but I felt like really wheezy and breathless. Uh, But then as soon as we descended, then I was back to normal just just very very tired
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean quite rightly yeah do you ever find it difficult to sort of teeter on that that line of safety and risk
1: definitely Um, and especially um, myself with what's happened with Vicky I feel like I'm super safe and I will back off from any kind of risk Um, but it's something I want to push myself a little bit more in I'm quite happy now climbing on a rope but scrambling is something that kind of it's not off-putting to me but that's when my radar's going off like this is dangerous you're not attached to a rope you could fall Um, and with what with vicky falling it's just always in the back of my mind and i do get a bit panicky but i think the mountain leader stuff has definitely helped me towards that and on the throughout the mountain leader syllabus you have to scramble and stuff i suppose that makes me super safe because I know my limits and I want other people to feel safe as well.
0: And I also think it's something that, you know, you probably will never get over because it's always going to be there with you. Definitely, in, yeah. in some sense, like, it's hard when people talk about grieving and people talk about losing somebody that's been close to them because that's kind of made you, you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, like, you maybe not be doing the things you're doing now or maybe you definitely wouldn't be doing the things that you're doing now if that hadn't happened and it was obviously absolutely awful but it's something that's always going to be with you isn't it
1: this is something that upsets me quite a bit when i look back is before vicky died i felt like i was i I did take more risks and i was a bit more like open to different challenges and i'd go go across a ridge without thinking about it but now i am like super cautious and a little bit not not shaky but it's more sensitive yeah more sensitive And I get frustrated with myself a lot, thinking, I used to be able to do this.
0: There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. That's probably something you're going to have to maybe deal with for, uh, you know? yes
1: Yeah? Yeah. It's something that's got better, and I, I acknowledge that, but I think over the next year or so, that's something I really want to challenge myself with. I
0: prefer to be more your end than the other end. Yeah. Because, you know, you've seen firsthand what can happen, and the mountains don't take any prisoners do they? No. It's not the sort of thing that you can mess with really. Yeah. It's it's a dangerous place.
1: If you're not prepared and you don't know what you're doing it is like it's a really quite a lonely place as well, mm-hmm. especially if you go out like lone hiking and stuff. You've got to be really careful.
0: Where has been I wanna say the best place you've been, but the place where you've stopped and looked out and thought, This is insane. Ten years ago me would have never thought that I would be here.
1: I think Nepal has that factor for me in the Himalayas, especially the Kumbu Valley. When I went to do Every Space Camp, I was supposed to do that with Vicky, and it was that year she died that I then went on and did Every Space Camp in her honour, and I scattered some of her ashes at the Everest Memorial. And the Everest Memorial is like the most strangely relaxing. Place in the world, like you get a sense of peace. I remember going in there because I was originally scattering the ashes at base camp, um, and I walked into the, the Everest Memorial where all the Everest climbers who have died have got like different stupas and memorials, um, and it was just like in this unbelievable setting, and it, it, everyone just bursts into tears. It's like such a humbling place. And it was then I made like I, I was like I really want to scatter her ashes here, really, because it's just it's just such a peaceful place, with all these mountains surrounding you, and it's just unbelievable. It, it's just it was just out of this world, really. Like well, the gus got like snowcap peaks all around you, and it's just so peaceful. Like it just like it's like there's no noise.
0: It's weird that that's our world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that, you see some of these places, and you're like. Okay, the only place and the only time I've seen this is either on the internet or the TV. Mm. And I didn't actually think this was a real thing.
1: No, it almost looks like it's on a postcard, like it's not real. But you have actually stood there, like embracing the culture and speaking to the people. And it just makes you, especially I always think when I come back from places like Nepal, that things over here don't necessarily matter that much, like you've always got like politics going on or some other drama at work or whatever but like when you go over there you think yeah well and, and then when I went to Nepal it was 6 months after the earthquake as well and these people were just getting up rebuilding the houses welcoming welcoming you into the community and you just think you just look at, look at home differently
0: we're complaining about bins not getting collected <laughs> yeah exactly it's different isn't it i bet it felt so vast yeah, when you were standing there and just looking up around, it must have felt so big.
1: Yeah, and you're almost speechless because of that because it's just like you're in awe of all these like six, seven, eight thousand meter peaks, and it's just, it's just incredible. You just, you can't really. I always find when I come home and tell people about it like I'm talking about it now but I can't actually explain what it's actually like people
0: don't get it man no they don't understand no definitely not I mean I don't understand because I've never been somewhere like yeah. that but like I've seen big mountains and big peaks and yeah. stuff like that and even the scale that I've seen things it blows my mind and you come back and you try and tell people or if like I've done a few ultra marathons you come back and you try and tell people about <laughs> running 85 miles or whatever it is and they just don't
1: they don't get, they it. Don't get it no you're
0: almost more impressed by doing a half marathon because <laughs> yeah. it's something that's like conceivable and this is something I always say it is conceivable for everybody everybody can do it if they put their mind to it it's just uh, it's the fact that maybe people people just don't want to or don't want to Just give it a chance.
1: Yeah, and I think the mind is like uh, the main factor in all of these. Like, If you can convince yourself and tell yourself you can do a marathon, you can do a marathon. Mm. Like, You need to be of a level of fitness and with no injuries, but as long as you believe you can do something, you can 100% achieve it.
0: And you can also get to that point, can't yeah. you? Like, whatever happens, you can get fitter. Mm-hmm. And if you've got an injury, you can 99% of the time rehab that injury yeah. to get to the point that, like you said, you want to get to. Do you sometimes see people and think, "Oh, I'd love to just get you up the mountains. I'd love to just show you what it's all about," but you just don't get it. Why don't you get it?
1: Yeah, and like it's like it's quite funny at work and things sometimes when my friends say, "Oh, have you got up the mountains again this weekend?" And I'm the like, mountains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I do. It. I do it because I love it, and they can't understand why I want to go and bivy on the side of a mountain.
0: Wild camping in general is something that, I mean, I'm a six foot three bloke. It still scares me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I love everything about being outside, but I I don't know.
1: I don't think I could do it on my own. No. I always have to have someone there. Um, I'm a little bit scared of the dark, so... um,
0: (laughs) I don't think... I'm not laughing at you being scared of that. I'm laughing at the fact that you're just on the side of a mountain in the pitch black. And you're like, yeah, I'm a little bit scared of that, actually, you know. It is a strange, it's a strange, strange yeah. hobby, isn't it, sometimes? Do you look at the, the seven and 8,000 footers and think, I'd like to do that? Definitely. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Um, like, you kind of always line something out up. Like, I've got Mirror Peaks has been one that I've wanted to do for years. One, because it's in Nepal, and two, it's doable for, like, most people. It's just the altitude and the cold. But then I'm always thinking of, where could I go after that? And there's just so many places that I want to explore and want to experience. It's like, what is going to be next? You, you just, seem
0: to have this love affair for Nepal.
1: You just generally feel, in a way, like you feel almost at home because everything's just so easygoing. And yeah, Kathmandu is absolutely crazy. Uh, but then as soon as you get into the mountains, then, even when I did the Annapurna circuit, it's just so peaceful and you're just walking around and there's yaks just walking past you. Um, you can hear the bells going. It's just like the, like the strange things like that, and it's just it's just completely different to hear And to be able to take yourself from being at home and stuff to something completely different, I think it's good for good. You kind of find yourself a little bit when you Does do. Does
0: feel strange like that. coming home?
1: Yeah, like I'm one of them people who never wants to come home. Like some people, after three or four weeks, are like now nah, that's enough for me. But even when I was in New Zealand for four weeks this year, bit very different to Nepal and stuff, but for four weeks, I was not ready to come home at all. Like I just love to travel and experience new things. But then when I do come home, like people have said to me, um, what it the Lake District or Snowdon is nothing to the Himalayas. But it is. I still get a buzz off going to the Lake District a weekend or to Snowdon and climbing the mountains and like helping other people to experience that so it's it's a strange feeling really like I love going to the Himalayas like I've never been to the Alps because it's too expensive basically um, and I feel like you get a lot more out of the culture and stuff in the Himalayas but then coming home and you've got mountains on your doorstep you just don't realise how lucky you are really
0: it's that feeling when you park up in the car park it's no when you just like you get there and you just wherever you are parking yeah. you park up and you're like hmm, right Go time now. Yeah. There we go. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: And the thing is about Snowdonia and the Lake District as well, it is similar just on a much smaller scale, isn't it? Everything's just kind of brought down a lot. We've talked obviously about the mountains helping you through a lot of things in your life. When you're up there in the mountains, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about anything in particular or are you just... Free is it that movement meditation?
1: Yeah, you do generally feel so free, and it's just taking your mind away from day to day life. What you usually go into work, you do general routine. Just being up there in the silence, and it's just like just have it being out in the fresh air. I just I just find it absolutely amazing. And then you come back down, and you just feel so much more fresher and ready to go. And If I, say, if I have, like, a weekend at home or I'm not doing that much compared to when I'm in the mountains, like, I always feel a bit sluggish and stuff if I've not done something positive. But, like, when you come down from a mountain, you're like, oh, yeah, I've climbed... You've achieved something every time you climb any hill or mountain or whatever you're doing. But, yeah, and then you kind of, like, you've got the week then. You're ready to go.
0: Do you still get the same feeling when you get to the top of these peaks as you had when you got to the top of your first peak?
1: Definitely, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's always, like, a sense of, yeah, I'm here. And as well, now it's like bringing other people to do that as well. People who may have not climbed many mountains. And especially through the Summit Fit community, when we do like meets on that, like people may have never really climbed mountains or done some smaller hills. But then to get them up into the bigger mountains, it's just like, oh, yeah, someone must achieve that.
0: It's so lovely to see your passion for sharing this as well. Because it's so obvious that, you know, it's brought you a lot. Yeah. The mountains and the outdoors have brought you a lot and now you want to sort of turn around and share that with Definitely. other people as well. When you're with somebody, say you're helping guide somebody or you're guiding somebody to the top of their first mountain, yeah. when they get there and they're, you know, experiencing what you've experienced hundreds of times probably, yeah. what's that feeling like to you?
1: So I'll give an example. So me and my colleague, Mike, at work, we took one of our service users up to Snowdon earlier in the year the lady we took she's done a lot of walking and stuff but it was one of her goals she wanted to climb Snowden and we went over the Clamberry's path and we, when we got to the top I think we both looked at each other and we just smiled because like <laughs> to get someone like to climb Snowden to the, for, for the first time it was just it was one of the best days at work ever really mm. Um and that kind of probably drove me a little bit more to go and do my mountain leader assessment a little bit early because that's what I want to do I want to take people up mountains and share experiences with people because at the end of the day these are memories that are going to stick with people forever like the first time i climbed snowden or and well the first time i went up scarfield pike like they're going to talk about that for years to come and to be part to like make that happen for people it's just really that kind of drives me a lot
0: it's getting back to that night out analogy that i said about instagram before but it's these are memories that you're never going to forget are they like mm-hmm. you can get to the top of a, of a mountain for the first time like snowden or like scarf or pike or you know like more just a little hill and you're yeah. going to think you're never going to forget that no. you're never going to forget that moment and i think like having so many unforgettable moments in your locker now yeah. it must kind of feel like you're just you just keep adding to them you just yeah. keep putting another one in
1: in a way it's good to kind of always want that little bit more or to push yourself a little bit further because you're constantly getting that reward out of what you're seeing and creating those memories and climbing more peaks (laughs) and experiencing different things with different people
0: have you ever felt oh i don't want to go out this weekend never no,
1: I don't think I don't think there's ever been a moment. You that. never
0: feel pressure to keep it up because you have got this this following on Instagram and you know people starting to know yeah. who you are.
1: Um, well, I think I suppose in the lead up to my mountain leader assessment, I was kind of because I told a few people like my close friends and I almost felt a little bit under pressure for that okay. and. I I I didn't start not enjoying it but it was something that was always in the constant back of my mind that I'm doing this because in two weeks time I've got my mountain leader assessment and it was playing on my mind a little bit and I probably did lose a little bit. I didn't really post much on Instagram for a couple of weeks because I just lost my drive to do that and I felt like I was doing it for a different reason. If there was too much pressure on me to post stuff, That wouldn't do it for me I do it because I love being outside Not because I want to post a picture on Instagram Mm,
0: That's the way it should be
1: Yeah Um, And I I think you do probably see it a little bit sometimes On Instagram that people are maybe posting For the wrong reasons or whatever But in my head I want to be outside I want to go to these places and do different things Because that's what I love doing Not because I've got social pressure But it's sad to think that some people May have that as well
0: I mean, it's there. It's yeah. prevalent. It's yeah, definitely, definitely there. Definitely. And sometimes I think you just do need to take a step back and just remind yourself, like everybody does. If you're listening to this now and you're feeling pressure to, you know, I've been there. Just take a step back. Just have a think. Yeah, It doesn't matter, man. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter.
1: Like, just have a few weeks off. Have a minute, and then try and, in fact, try and like, really, like that passion inside, just to do it for like you, not for other people. Like, I don't think I've ever gone out at a weekend for someone else like I do it because it's what I want to do
0: where would you be without the mountains?
1: oh I have no idea my life has literally took like a massive step like I've said in the last 18 months and if I didn't have the mountains I don't really know what I'd be doing I'd probably still be a little bit lost in life mm-hmm. and it's like hard to think what else I would do now
0: let's take it back 10 years and then we're going to go forward 10 years mm-hmm. If you could go back 10 years and speak to to Jessica 10 years ago, what would you say to her?
1: I'd just be like, go outside, climb a mountain, set yourself some challenges, and just... like Because I think when I, when I was, like, how old am I now? twenty eight? Um 28. When I was 18, like, I was more bothered about going out on a night out or... Having my nails done and stuff like that. So to think that that was even me doesn't really make sense.
0: Would she think that you would have ever done this? No, no.
1: I hate like I hated being cold. I hated being wet. <laughs> so to go and stick myself on the side of a mountain in a tent in 40 mile per hour winds just just wouldn't even. <laughs> You'd think, I'd just say, what the hell is she doing?
0: What about we look forward 10 years and we look forward to what maybe that that person's mountain CV is? Mm. What do you hope to have to have achieved in 10 years' time?
1: The biggest drive for me now in the next couple of years is going to be leading people in the mountains, seeing where that goes, and leading overseas expeditions is going to be one of my main like, drives, I think. And maybe even running my own kind of ham days rather than free- freelancing and just setting myself like mounting goals and seeing how I like how high I can get it just fascinates me
0: do you think you'd like to go the highest?
1: Um, he's quite high is isn't he? he's <laughs> <laughs> very very high <laughs> Um, I'd never say never but obviously I'm a long way off that at the minute
0: and it's nice to always have a goal yeah you know it's I nice to always do, have that.
1: people who do Everest, it always makes me think, what is there to do after that? And I wouldn't want to get to that point, really, because at the minute, I, like, the world's my oyster, there's all these mountains I can climb, and Everest would be the end, kind of...
0: You never want to reach the end.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I just want to keep continuing, <laughs> going out every weekend, loving being out in the mountains. And
0: Do you think you'll be 75, still... Mm. Crawling up a mountain somewhere. I
1: definitely hope so. Like, yeah. I've met some people on the, on the overseas treks who are like 60s, 70s, <laughs> and I think I want to be like you. <laughs> do you, know,
0: do you know, Alan Hinks. Yeah, yeah. So I was really randomly doing a, a radio show for for my station that I work for. We took a load of listeners up Snowdon <coughs> yeah. uh, for charity. We called it Trek to the Top, and we oh, were really? in the just in Tlambaris, um at this hotel we were staying in and he randomly rocks up. Now, I wasn't doing the podcast at the time and I didn't know really who he was and this guy came up to me, the mounted leader who was with us and he said, this is Alan, he's yeah. done this, this, this and that. I was like, oh my God, what a hero. So he came on the show and like, I was interviewing him, like we're talking now and just like, yeah. literally just chatting. And I was like, I, I really need to play a song. So <laughs> Alan Hinks to Ariana Grande, which is something you'd never...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's a great guy as well. I remember, um, I remember meeting him initially at uh, Keswick Mountain Festival a few years ago, um, and I told him I was going climbing stock, kind of it was 6,000 metres, and then I randomly bumped into him um, when I'd just done Pinnacle Ridge. Uh, in the lake district and he just went, Have you climbed that big hill yet? And I was like, Big
0: Hill <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> He was telling me about um, eating pork pies on Everest and I was uh, like, You're my kind of yes, man. Definitely. You're my kind of man. <laughs> if we could and we'll finish with this, give some advice to somebody that may be listening to this now and thinking, I wanna get out into the mountains but I'm I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite there yet. What are you gonna to say to them?
1: Well, there's a lot of lot of different routes you can go down. Really, like there's a lot of a lot of companies that organise treks, and that's probably a really safe way to get into it. Really, and then through that, then you might meet new people. Like the outdoor community is completely huge, um, and that's when you can kind of start like going out with different people building your confidence up maybe going on some like navigation courses or going out with just people like your friends who know what they're doing like it's important that you're safe and do it because like it's changed my life a couple of years ago I never thought I would be doing this now so if you started to do this now then just think what well, your life could, could massively change in a couple of years
0: and this is going to be a difficult question but do you think do you think Vicky would be proud of what you've done?
1: I hope so I, I, do, I do, I do generally do it for her, and I'd do anything for another mountain day with her.
0: massive thank you to jessica for her honesty and how candid she was throughout that conversation really really lovely to sit down and have that conversation with her by the way if you haven't checked out summit fit uh, myself and jess are both ambassadors for summit fit go and check them out i know there's some summit fit socials coming up which i would love to get you involved in as well head to summitfit.uk on Instagram if you haven't given the show a five-star rating and a positive review yet please get that done for us it really helps us out make sure you're subscribed as well because we've got another brand new episode coming out in two weeks time